Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And in this episode, we're going to talk about six ways that you can leverage to keep your mental health in check during the job search and avoid job search burnout. Because job search burnout is real. This process is grueling. It's full of rejection, full of frustration, full of self-doubt, and full of anxiety, and sometimes even a little bit of depression. We can definitely be sent into these deeper, darker places as we go through this process because it is so long and so grueling, and so much of it is being told no, whereas so little of it is actually being told yes and getting that reward and getting that validation. So I think it's really important to talk about this because one of the biggest reasons that job search burnout happens is because we don't give ourselves permission to set up good systems, set up good boundaries, and to also take breaks because we tend to think that if we're not job searching with every little bit of free time that we have, that we're not working hard enough or that we're not doing enough. And these limiting beliefs that we come up with can be really, really toxic, especially when it comes to our mental health. So that's why I wanted to talk about this in today's episode. Now, the context for this is that I am not a mental health expert. This isn't medical advice, but I've struggled with my fair share of mental health issues. And I've also coached thousands of job seekers through their own. So the tips in this episode are the ones that I've seen help the most people in both of those cases, both personally and with the people that I've coached here. So tip number one is to set expectations early. When a process frustrates us, it's typically expectations that are the culprit because we haven't set them accordingly. So you need to set the right expectations for the job search if you want to maintain a healthy relationship with going through the process. And this is one of the biggest areas that I see job seekers fall short. Job seekers think that they're going to get a job in a month or two months. But if you go look at the data, the average job search for DIY job seekers is closer to six months or even eight months sometimes. So that is a big discrepancy. And of course, if that's the case, if you think you're going to get a job in 30 to 60 days and now you're on the fourth month or the fifth month, You're actually ahead of the average, but you feel so far behind, and that can really do some damage to your mental health. So if you want to set expectations correctly, here's what you should do. You need to go out and understand the benchmark outcomes. So like I just said, go out there and find data for the benchmarks. In this case, the average job search being six months or anything else that you want to do. You know, how many emails does it take to get an actual reply? What are the average response rates to cold emails? Things of this nature help us understand the benchmark. And then we want to cut those in half for our so that we give ourselves some wiggle room. So for example, if we if the data says that 2% of online applications land interviews, we should go in expecting 1%. We should go in expecting half of that so that our expectations are really low and we set them accordingly. And that way we set ourselves up for more success because it's easier to beat lower expectations and it's easier to avoid running into that frustrating space of thinking one thing and then having reality be another. The second thing here is to identify and reallocate your energy. So your job search activities fit into two buckets. You have energy drainers and you have energy creators. So I want you to make a list of every activity that you go through in the job search. And I want you to label each as a creator or a drainer. For example, does writing a resume create energy for you or drain energy for you? Does having a networking conversation with somebody create energy for you or drain energy for you? Does posting content on LinkedIn or leaving com- comments on LinkedIn, does that create energy for you or drain energy for you? And what you want to do is try to automate, delegate, or eliminate the drainers. I know that can seem hard. And obviously, there are certain things in the job search that we can't eliminate, you know, apply 
applying for jobs online is typically an energy drainer for most people, but you're still going to want to do that if you want to cover all of your bases. So that's just one example. You need to understand what those things are and remove them from this process. But for all the other energy drainers, you want to automate, delegate, or eliminate them. And then you want to reallocate all that extra time and energy to the energy creators because life is so much easier. Processes are so much easier when we're focusing on things that create energy for us versus things that drain energy for us. The third thing here is to find support. Tough journeys are even harder when we go them alone. So if you can get out there and find a community of people who are on the same path, that can be a game changer. And that community could be a few friends who are also job searching. It could be a professional community. You could go seek out a community of people who are job searching or operating in the industry you want to get into. It could be a boot camp class or some sort of course or program that you become a part of, or it could even be a career coach. Whatever this is for you, whatever makes the most sense for you, just make sure that you make it a priority because when you find other people that you can vent to, that you can share strategies with, that you can share wins with, this process becomes a lot more fun and it also becomes a heck of a lot easier. The fourth thing is to carve out me time. So like I said earlier, it is not healthy to spend every moment of your free time job searching. That is just not a good approach to this. You need time for things that fill your cup so that you can go out there and bring energy to the job search. So these things might be exercising or reading or meeting friends for a drink or for dinner. It could be making art or doing a hobby. It could even be watching TV and Netflix, despite what all the gurus tell you online. And I want you to make a point to spend at least 30 minutes on one of these things every single day. If you can do more, great, but start with 30 minutes because you need to get into the habit. You need this to cement the habit of creating me time for yourself during the job search so you can fill that cup. And then for the fifth thing here, sometimes 30 minutes isn't enough. Sometimes you need to completely unplug, but that can feel scary. As I mentioned before, we have these limiting beliefs, whether it's us telling ourselves, you know, we're not working hard enough or we're wasting time if we're not spending every minute job searching, or we look externally and we think others might think we're not working hard enough or that we're wasting time if we take some time off. But if you feel the burnout creeping in, you need to fully unplug. That's the only way for you to reset and get a little bit of that energy back so you can continue on this process. We're not able to sprint marathons. You need to take breaks in between or during that session so that you can come back to the table and you can be refreshed or at least as refreshed as you can be while still running the marathon going through this job search process and then you can come back and bring 100% of the energy that you have and if you need permission from this I give you permission you can tell them that this career coach that you follow this career expert whatever you want to call me I gave you permission to do this so if anybody gives you flack for it you can point them my way and then the sixth thing is to get professional help. So if therapy is in your budget, I wholeheartedly recommend it for anyone, for job seekers, for professionals, for entrepreneurs, for just people in general. Therapy is amazing because we have so much in between our ears. In our brain, so much is going on. We have so much baggage. We have so many ingrained habits. We have all of these things that we don't really understand because most of us aren't trained to understand them. So going out there and finding somebody whose job, whose expertise, whose profession is to understand those things and help you understand pack them is one of the single best ways to level up your life. I've personally spent tons of money on different coaches and courses and programs, but the money I've spent working with my therapist is easily the best investment that I've made in myself and my business. So I understand it's not available to everyone, which is an unfortunate state of uh, the United States. Uh, in, in some ways, I think worldwide, you're, you're better able to access um, some of these benefits. But if it is available to you in some capacity, I would absolutely recommend seeking it out. 
So that's it for today. I hope this was helpful and I hope this gives you at least a few tactics to maintain a better balance with the job search so that you can approach it with more energy and write it out so that you're not settling for jobs that you really don't want, but you're really able to say yes to an opportunity that you're super excited about. But again, that's it for today. Thank you as always for listening and I will see you in the next episode of the podcast. 